Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Subscribe to the Hit That Line podcast network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. All right, back here on Hog Reaction. Again, if you want to jump in on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, you could do so at 877-377-6963. Again, we're reacting to Arkansas 71-61 point loss, 71-67, excuse me, to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Let's talk to Brian, who's in Ozark on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Brian, welcome in. Hey, what's going on? What's up, man? Hey, I was just curious. Uh, for the SEC tournament, basketball tournament, do all are all the teams going to be in it this year? Yeah, Arkansas. It looks like we'll play on Wednesday night. Uh, it's not like SEC baseball, which I guess has been revamped. They announced that a couple weeks ago that it looks like all the SEC teams will be there. But yes, every team will play. Uh, Arkansas will be in that Wednesday night or Wednesday day slot and have to go through. Uh, I guess Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if they want a chance to make the NCAA tournament. You know, I just wanted to comment. You know, Arkansas did actually play a pretty good game. But bottom line, they lost. And that's what it's all about is winning and losses. So, does it really matter? And I'll just hang up and listen to you guys. Well, Texas lost by 19 today to Houston, Brian. So, I would add that to it. Texas, I think it's 5-7 and seven in the Big 12. They're not doing squat this year. So, if you just want to pile on, I guess you're in a free country that you can do so. But I, I would guess you're probably not calling on to an Austin ESPN station based on the way that the Longhorns are playing basketball to this point. Matt, have you watched, I watch a lot of SA, have you watched much Big 12 basketball? I mean, that is, that league is brutal, man. I mean, you got Kansas State who went all the way to the Elite Eight last year, lost on a buzzer beater today, basically. That is about as tough a basketball league as it gets. Yeah, no, the Kansas was playing at Oklahoma this year, and I think Oklahoma has a 500 record. Uh, and, and they were kind of giving it to Kansas, and Kansas is one of those teams that you kinda, everybody kind of has in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Big 12 basketball uh, is first class, no, no, no question about it. Yeah, and the SEC probably uh, firmly at second, I would say. I, I don't know if I'm going to be completely in agreement with Jimmy Dykes. He thinks it's the best conference in the country. Uh, I would say it's at second to this point, and you think about, again, the league and who you have to go to. A&M is your Tuesday night matchup. We'll talk more about the Aggies coming up. Uh, Matt, yeah, no Jalen Graham today. That was announced in the pre-broadcast with uh, Chuck Barrett here on ESPN Arkansas on the Learfield pregame. And I, I know that, again, you have some offensive issues and he's provided some offensive strength. Um, but I, I still, again, I thought this team, despite not having Jalen Graham, despite Mark battle fouling out, despite Keon Mineville not being available for the second half, Mike Kaywood, the communications director, said groin. And I think they said, I think Chuck was told hamstring after the game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know which one mm-hmm. it was. Um, but he was not available in the second half. So you're really limited, and yet you still, again, battled and gave Mississippi State all they can handle today. Yeah, no, they, they, they fought hard. You missed Graham. We did. You can tell on the rebounding. Uh, we, we just got we got pounded on the glass on the offensive and defensive side. You missed Graham. But a- athletically, and, and as far as this team, they came together. They played well. I'd have liked to have seen Landon Blocker play a little more. I, I thought he would have fit in good. Uh, against this Mississippi State team and and, and as far as helping defend and helping get some rebounds. I like his athletic ability. Um, I I thought Ellis played pretty sharp. I mean, that that last free throw late in the game, what what are you going to do? 
Uh, thought thought Devo picked his spots, played all right. Uh, again, that that high pick and roll, uh, I thought we ran that well. I thought Lawson did well, you know, in the minutes he played. Um, we we didn't look we we looked the part. Some of these games in the SEC with Arkansas this year, you watch the game and you're like, I don't even know if we belong on the floor. Hey man, we belonged on the floor. We had a chance to play spoiler. We could, if we would have won this game, I don't think Mississippi State would be making the NCAA tournament. That would have dropped their net rating down pretty bad. Yeah, and now our, our Arkansas finds itself once again with another conference loss. At least it wasn't a blowout. But you mentioned the net rating. I think that's what's impressive about Mississippi State is. Matt, they don't have a, a stellar, either not a conference or not conference record. They, they played some difficult opponents. Chris Jans, if for those that remember, uh, he was the head coach for New Mexico State, that team that Arkansas played a couple years ago. They had Teddy Allen uh, that Arkansas had to advance past to get to a Sweet 16. Uh, just a defensive-minded coach. They brought it again today, held Arkansas to under 70 points. But uh, they, they kind of do it the old-fashioned way. Offensive rebounding, not a great shooting team, really lock you up defensively. Um, but they, and even you had Tolu Smith didn't even have a great game today, Matt. And you got to give Arkansas credit. The front court came to play against one of the best front court players in the Southeastern conference in his home gym. Got him in foul trouble. Uh, that, that that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, as a team effort, Ty, I, I thought this was one that I was like, all right, we're going to get an sec road victory. I, I really did. I thought we put, we battled in the first, it, there was, there was a moment, uh, I don't know about, about midway uh, closer to the end of the first half where it was like, uh Oh, things might slip away. And no, it didn't. Arkansas kept battling, kept fighting, uh, had, had it, had it, uh, down to five at halftime and then won the second half. I, I, I just think that's, um, that tells you a little bit about the character of this team. The fact that they go down there on the road, uh, knowing how, how difficult it's been this year and that the season's not really going the way you want to. And man, they, they fought, they scrapped, they clawed to the end. Uh, and then you got to tip your hat, you know, Mississippi state made more of the basketball plays, uh, in the last couple possessions too, Ty, you know, that's if we want to break it down to those last two, three possessions, we didn't get good shots. No, they did not. Yeah. You're exactly right. And uh, you think about how they were, uh, Mississippi State, Matt, did a little mix of that zone and man. So at times, Arkansas, when they would play that zone, they would take too long mm-hmm. to get into their sets. Devo needs to always be free throw line extended in the zone. That's his mid range. That's his shot. He usually makes good plays. But a lot of times they'll just kind of pass it around the perimeter. But you got to attack that thing quickly because then you get into a selfier situation that it is just very, very difficult to score on a zone when it's the, the waning seconds of a shot clock to this point. Well, let's hear what Eric Mossman had to say. Let's first talk about the bigs for Arkansas. Here's what he said about his front court after the game. Guys were playing completely out of position. We started a, a four-guard lineup. Uh, Chandler Lawson did a great job defensively, six rebounds uh, in 19 minutes. Uh, Kai Mitchell was uh, absolutely uh, played incredible basketball, not not just offensively with his 21 points and nine boards, Chuck, but Chandler and uh, Kai did a great job getting Tulu Smith into foul trouble. They did a great job defending him. probably close to a season low in field goals attempted uh, for Smith. So again, Tolu Smith did not have a great game, and he is one of not just Mississippi State's better players, but one of the better big men in the Southeastern Conference in Arkansas, even down a man in Jalen Graham. We saw a little bit of even the freshman, Bay Fall, as well, Will, in that situation. I absolutely liked what I saw out of Bay Fall. Came in blocking. Uh, he uh, had a couple blocks, played big. 
Uh, when he got the ball at the top of the key, just just take a dri- dribble, big fella. You know, you can tell he's hyped up. He, he's not used to playing in moments like that. Uh, but yes, you got to be, I think you got to be excited uh, about what you see out of Bay Fall, especially the progression, you know, g- going through next year, he, he's going to play more minutes, play big minutes. But but on that defensive side of the ball, I think he'll be a presence uh, all season next year. Yeah, And I'm hoping to see, again, him maybe play a little more down the stretch. Why not, right? Arkansas. I mean, you're at a point, you mentioned Layden Blocker. Well, let me ask you this. So you played with some guys like Gennaro Pargo who could, anytime they fill step in the building, they yeah. fill it up. Brandon Dean, but, yeah. but then there were some guys you played with that were more, how do you help laid in out on the defense, or excuse me, the offensive end, Matt, when he, I mean, he just can't it's, shoot. I, I love the kid. He's a little Christian kid, but he, but he can't he, shoot. He's he's going to get better. Every, everything's going to uptick. He, he's learning. That's the thing. He's still learning a little bit. He's going to get a little more comfortable. I'd kind of go with, uh, with maybe even Ronnie Brewer. You know, Ronnie Brewer kind of struggled at times with his shot, but he got better at it and, and was able to be a beast. And I don't know that he's that. Ronnie was so skilled at, at, at everything he did. Uh, but yes, that's that's my point. Is this year what? Why, if you you know Blocker's coming back next year, probably going to be you know he's going to get more minutes. Why not see what he can do a little more? Why not why not play him a little more? And I'll see again. You saw Caleb Battle in the starting lineup today, uh, along with a, a lot of other guys he that played, have been consistently. Yeah, he had his best game. So maybe you take that into Tuesday night, where you're going to be playing two salty guards and Wade Taylor and Tyrese Radford, who are going to be gunning for you, especially with what happened in Fayetteville with the loss and how it concluded with Mark hitting that game-winning shot. So I'm curious what A&M team, again, A&M loses twice this week. They lose to Vanderbilt on basically a game-winning shot, and then they get absolutely demolished by Alabama and Tuscaloosa today, and they have an under 500 record. So like Mississippi State today, Matt, they really, really need to beat you on their home court come Tuesday. Definitely bubble teams, Mississippi State and A&M, no, no question about, about it. Yeah, you're going to need Jalen Graham against A&M. Um, the matchup going four guards in, in Lawson, I thought it was a brilliant move by Muss. Uh, I thought we matched up with Mississippi State well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 one of those deals where if, if we would pl- were playing them at Bud Walton, I think we would have got the dub. It's one of those where it's, it's hard to win on the road. It is. In the Southeastern Conference, really anywhere in college basketball is we're seeing this year. Not an easy thing. To do. All right, this is a basketball hog reaction, but do want to give you a baseball update from not just today, but talk about a little bit yesterday. Will, you were uh, telling me at one point it was a lower score in affairs. Welcome in the Wolf into the program. But Arkansas is what now up eight to five baseball side of things right now in Bob Walker Stadium as it current stands? Eight to five, yeah. I think um, Parker Coyle gave up four runs. Um, Arkansas had a big lead for a second there. Um, and then uh, James Madison kind of clawed back so it's kind of a tight game I'm it's, not... a, it's a good team and it's a, a game I know you were talking about it Phil is about as excited as the school girl to be in Bob Walker this weekend man I know you you said the energy was infectious all this week that uh just for him to have baseball season start oh yeah this baseball team uh you, you look at uh, all the publications that have uh you know they have the most top 25s at every every place well you oh, just wow. got a selection committee for football uh you get the top 25 AP all these polls but I think there were six of them. They all have Arkansas no worse than fifth. So there's big things expected for the Hogs this baseball season. There's 10,000 people apparently in attendance today as well. So a lot of people in Bob Walker Stadium. So if you're you're there, hopefully you're bundled up and cold. It's, uh, it's dropped significantly. We were talking about this yesterday. So across Arkansas, it seemed like in the morning, it, was, it wasn't warm by any stretch, but... Uh, Matt, we kind of walked outside after the shows, and it's like, oh, man, it picked up a little bit. It's a little colder than it was. 
Yeah, they're warriors out there, man. It's uh, got to go out there and play in the elements. Uh, you know, it's got to be tough on you at, at at times, but it's still it's still a kid's game. It's still fun, uh, and it's always fun to win. So, uh, why you might as well if you're going to go out there and do it, you might as well win. What's the coldest temperature that you ever played in? I know the Cotton Bowl was pretty pretty freezing back in the day, but what, I, I would guess it's an NFL stadium of some yeah, sort. Yeah, the, the Cotton Bowl tie was was pretty cold. That that that's for sure. But there's a couple of those games. We played a game at the Cleveland Browns. It was uh, it was pretty windy. That's the thing. That wind starts cutting through you. Uh, there was a game up there in Foxborough uh, one evening that was pretty cold, but. Uh, yeah, man, you're 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 loving it though. It's still game time. You got the heated seats. You got the you know you got the 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 big heated jacket. So it's uh, it's all first class. So what did you guys think of Arkansas today coming out pretty hot? I mean, Caleb Battle beats out a couple dies, gets himself a layup right off the back, and then they score again. Now, Mississippi State responded and then jumped back on Arkansas pretty quick. But I think I was encouraging to see them again, especially a place that Mississippi State you haven't beaten them since 2015. They've lost two games all season by combined nine points. I I was at least happy with how they started today, Matt. No question. Only six turnovers this game. Uh, I, I thought we played under control. Uh, I, I really... <laughs> That we've lost a couple games this year in the first 10 minutes, and so that was important to get off to a good start and, and not let the game get away from you. Uh, it, it, I think it comes comes back down to, Ty, is hitting open jump shots, man. We, we still... Uh, too many open threes where they're uncontested and uh, just nothing couldn't find couldn't find the back of the cup. All right, let's talk to Joe and Avoca on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Joe, welcome into the program. Hey, Ty, Mr. Jones, how you doing? Yes, sir. Uh, I thought I didn't tune into the game till there were seventeen minutes and something left in the second half because I figured, you know, they probably be down by 20 or something. And when I tuned in, they were only down by two or three. And I watched the whole second half, and they don't look like a team that's give up the rope, if you know what I mean. They they look like they're still trying. So I, I, I'm proud of them for that. I agree with you. I was I was proud with the effort that I saw today, especially on the defensive end. I mean, get that they still got issues, and they they still had some dudes that they left. But one like, turnover in the second half, they just had one. Wow, that's what man. I had. I, that's what I had down. I mean, we we played the second half was about as good as basketball as we could play. Yeah, and that's uh, again. Let's see, they shot forty eight percent in the second half. So yeah, Joe, I, I think a lot of fans, if they actually took in the game, feel similar to how you felt. Uh, I'm. I'm still rooting for them. I can't give up on any of them. I still like them. And now, as for the baseball team, I know it's cold out there. I've been feeding the birds and the dogs and everything else and the deer, and boy, they're they're flocking to it today. So it's gonna be like I can imagine playing baseball when it's this cold. I I, I never have, but I grew up in Southern California, believe it or not. Just when I was 18 in 1975, I moved here. But anyway, go Hogs. A different weather going from uh, Southern Cal to, to here. My uh, I, my little sister called me today. Apparently, she's going to have her wedding in Santa Barbara, California. Nice. Which I've never uh, never been to. How so cool is that? Decided to cross that off the list. You always take notes. What else? What else do you jot down during is, the course of the game? Well, man? is that is that close to Catalina Island? Uh, man, uh, over it's there? like Fresno. I was like I. I Dude, I am so unfamiliar with Cal. The only place I've ever been to is San Francisco, but 
Uh, it's kind of close to this uh, Fresno. Um, see Montecito. You say Montecito? Is that what you said? Uh, Catalina okay. Islands. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm trying to look at this list, but yeah, I, I I'm so Naples. I didn't even know there's a, I know there's a Naples, Italy, but a Naples, California. But uh, yeah, trying to figure out the flight situation. Uh, to get out there at some point. What, one of the things I thought we did better at when, when, when looking looking back, we, we did play tough D, that, that, that's for sure. Needed to make shots. Uh, we didn't make, but I thought our transition D, I was trying to look to see what these these points were and, and, and not necessarily as, as far as, I, I don't know how many of these come up as fast break points, but I thought our transition D as far as calling out our man, stopping ball first, coming back together. I thought it was I thought on a whole it, it was some of the best that they had played. Especially and you always point this out and I didn't notice it until you start saying it. Not only is Arkansas giving up transition buckets this year, which just happens during the course of missed shots, but what is infuriating to me and as a head coach, Matt, is when Arkansas scores and then gives up a wide open layup. Yeah. Like it's one yeah. thing to not like, it, like, missed shot, wild shot, it crooms out, guy gets it, goes for a fast break. But, Matt, how many times have we seen this basketball team make a shot and then give up a transition bucket? That's that. That's the that's the thing right there. Easy buckets. With This team has given up way too many easy buckets, and not this game. This game I thought we did better. I, we're learning from our mistakes. We're growing as a team. Uh, you could see that we made Mississippi State. Man, they had to work for that. It was a game. They they had to work for it. They 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 stayed true to who they were. They kept attacking. But what happened was, I thought they hit some. They just hit a couple more shots that we we couldn't find a way to hit some open threes. And they had that little guard. I, I was it number eleven, number thirteen. They had the guy that they they had their little guard hit a couple threes late for them. Uh, and that that was kind of the the key. And then. I mean, they, they crushed us on the glass again. We got to be a little better. This is where you need Graham. We, we missed Graham 17 minutes tonight. Yeah. 42 to 27 on the glass, Matt Jones. That is not a, uh, again, I, I expected them to lose that category, but maybe not to the, uh, maybe not to that much as much. And the paint, ugh, paint, but 40 to, they scored 40 points in the day and you scored 30. So you also got to the rim a little bit, but uh, you mentioned the fast break. Matt, they only scored five points on fast break. Only accounted for 7% of their total points. So, yeah, you'll take that each day. I know that's not their specialty, but Arkansas has given up what seems like an, an absurd amount of fast break points this year. So, uh, pretty pretty successful on that side of things for them to stop them and stone them in there. And I know it was Debo one time, and and I expect this out of Debo because uh, he he's a veteran. But he was underneath the basket, he was around the block on a, and it was a transition, and he came up to he left his man to stop the ball. And a lot of times this year, he's been kind of stuck to his man a little bit, mm-hmm. and so I it was like no 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 you got to stop the ball first in transition, thing. right? I mean, we, we got Todd Elementary School. What's the first thing your pops used to? I know your pops is a football coach. What what he used to say? Stop the ball. That's like, right. how many times did we hear that growing up? So, yeah, it, that's, that is nice to see. I want to ask you about this, Matt. Lisa Texas uh, on Facebook via the McCarty Daniel hotline saying, I'll always be a Hawk fan, but I'm just hoping they go to NIT. Would Arkansas be better off not going to an NIT and solely focusing on recruiting? Not that the same amount of game prep and everything would be used for an NIT game, but would it just be better if they don't qualify for the NIT and Mus and his staff can solely focus on recruiting? at this point to get ready for next year? Absolutely not. It's a chance to get some of these guys some meaningful minutes. Uh, It's a chance to hang a banner. Uh, If you could get in this NIT tournament, you could get some home games. You could get some momentum. It's a chance to win. 
Uh, it is a chance to build some momentum going into the off season. Is what it is. I think anytime you get an opportunity to go out there and compete and go out there and represent your school, uh, and, and there's film on you. That's what they're doing. That they they got the film on you. Uh, go out there and play hard. Go out there and try to win. I, th- I think any time you get an opportunity to hang a banner, you should you should take advantage of it. And then, like we were speaking to you earlier, maybe some of the younger guys get to play a little more to this point. And I, I wonder if it's starting to seep in the back of the minds of guys that don't have any eligibility left that, hey, I, I got to give it my all. This is I, it. Yeah. That And, again, Musk got asked that question and wasn't a huge fan of it. But I saw a team today that actually played like it and, Hopefully they'll continue to show the same effort that Eric Musselman was very happy with today. Uh, we added some, obviously, some defensive stuff. We added some offensive stuff. And then you run into foul trouble. So many fields unavailable. Brazil's unavailable. Graham's unavailable. Many fields unavailable. And then T-Mark, uh, you know, fouls out, as does, uh, you know, Battle uh, and Mitchell. So uh, from an effort standpoint, uh, I know our fans, I know our locker room, I know our coaching staff, uh, former player, nobody wants to ever lose a basketball game, but if anybody faults the effort tonight, they do not know basketball. So again, Eric Musselman sounded like he was, even at a loss, was pleased with the way the, how his team played in the post game with Chuck Barrett. All right, we're going to take a short break here on Hog Reaction and jump in with us via the McCarty Data Hotline, 877 877- Three seven seven six nine six three. By the way, Big C text in that way. Pog baseball is currently up now, like thirteen to five. Is that what it's at, Will? Yeah, thirteen five. Mm-hmm. All right, so they're starting to pull away a little bit from game, James Madison in game number two. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile device. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team. And remember to use the promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, the game starts here. Yeah, I don't know if we've talked enough about Makai Mitchell today, who had a career high 21 points. And I know that we talked about Tolu Smith, who they did a great job on, but uh, they really, again, we, we've seen at points they feed Jalen Graham. Uh, and there's been some really good interior passing between those two in addition to, to Chandler Lawson. But the offense really in the, the second half, Matt, was just, hey, find Makai and let's let him go to work. Man, that, that high sc- that high pick and roll, that was a thing of beauty. It, you could tell they they had been practicing on that because they ran that so well. Uh, Mitchell's just a big body. He's been in a purple patch. There's no question about it. I, I think he's really getting a, ch- he's getting a tick where – he, he might get a, a look at the next level. Like, there's a chance. I know he's 24. Since he's turned had a, his 24th birthday, I mean, the dude's just been playing out of his mind. Yeah, he had 15 of his 21 in the second half. Uh, added uh, two block shots, six rebounds, and a steal as well. So, again, he was, uh, I know the, the Learfield uh, pl- uh, play of the game was that dunk he had on a pick and roll, and they just kept feeding him in this situation. And you think about with Jalen Graham, which I don't know how Jalen Graham's going to be out, so with Arkansas shifting to more of that 
um, that offense at times. He's going to be asked to do even more moving forward than he has really in the last couple of games where he's really shown out, Matt. Yeah, we, we get A&M next. You're, you're going to need Graham back. Um, it tells me Mitchell's growing as a basketball player. I've always thought he's had good vision, but you don't run a lot of high, high pick and roll with guys if they don't know how to make the basketball play, and that's what they were able to do. They're, you're putting them in positions uh, to make the right basketball play and more often to not, to, than not, when they were running that, that high screen and roll, they, they made the right play. 8 of 12, so efficient. I think what people get frustrated sometimes with Makai is I don't necessarily think he takes a lot of dumb shots. Like, you're never – he took one three that I was like, maybe in the game I was going, ah, I, don't, I don't know if that's probably – I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's made a three for Arkansas. Maybe one this year. But outside of that, the guy takes good shots. You almost get more mad at Makai when he doesn't go up and he's right near the rim. You that's want, where you get frustrated with you him. You want him to be aggressive. No no question about it. He's improved his free throw shooting. He, he does. He has really good touch. He was five of five from the line tonight. Four offensive boards. Uh, he's been playing smart. Uh, I, I've really liked his game. Uh, do you like the fact that that he keeps coach keeps bringing him off the bench? Yeah, he seems to really fit in that role. And I know last year, um, some starts, some non-starts. Um, I think he started actually a good chunk of the games last season. But I like I, I, because he he seems to relish it. Some guys just like coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you played with guys over the years that they didn't want to start. They wanted to kind of see how the flow of the game was going and then come off the bench. If he likes that, and he keeps playing like that. That's just fine. But you mentioned Jalen Graham and hoping he's back for the Texas A&M game. Here's Musk after the game on just the guys that were available for this one. To be honest with you, Chuck, I think that, you know, we gave ourselves a chance to win if we don't have T-Mark foul out, battle foul out, and Kai actually fouled out. So um, a miracle at some junctures that it was what it was because – you look at the free throws attempted, 32 to 19. Mm-hmm. They're a physical team. We're one of the highest free throw attempt teams in the last 10 years of college basketball. And then you look at the free throw discrepancy. Yeah, I know he was frustrated about that, that after the game, the amount of free throws that Arkansas only took 19 and Mississippi State got 32. One of the, I thought, I mean, Chandler Lawson gets that rebound after Makai missed. He was fouled. He got fouled. I There's thought so too. three or four guys yeah. that hacked him. Yeah. And Muss is just kind of sitting there like, what's going on? You think that Chandler gets a chance to get to the free throw line? Um, Makai had a great look, should have made it honestly to begin with, and then Chandler uh, bites, hustles, gets that rebound, got hacked, and just a no call in that situation. Yeah, you, you, it's not the officials' fault, that's for sure. I thought, for the most part, I thought it was slanted towards the home crowd. I, I do. I thought they they kind of had a tendency uh, to make the call. There was a continuation call that they made. Uh, and it was so slow and late, and the ref couldn't wait to just knock it in and say, yeah. and it's like that's not that's not a continuation. NBA that was on the floor, yeah, you know. And so they, uh, I thought a little bit it was skewed that way. Uh, but then also, Ty, we we just got it, got to make your open jump shots. Yeah, and that's again been a struggle. If, I, I wonder, Matt. So I, I'm looking at Alabama, right? Who's under Nate Oates, one of the best jump shooting teams year after year. Now, they fail in the postseason. They fail continuously. They lose to teams they probably shouldn't based on their regular season record. But in the regular season, they shoot the you-know-what out of the basketball. Then you play better teams in the postseason, even from conference, and they just have an off-shooting night to this point. I think Muss kind of tried that philosophy a little bit where you pulled shooters. These guys haven't been that consistent this year, unfortunately, and, and shot – if you're Eric Mossman and you're looking, and a lot of it has to do with who's in the portal, right? Who he can actually get his hands on and specifically, but 
How do you take what you did this year and maybe learn from it? You look what you did the last three years, and you also look what you got in high school. I mean, there's still some, some talented in-state kids in, in the next couple years. The in-state, you missed on the two this year, and Nor Boateng, who's going to Missouri, and uh, why am I blanking on the other one? Um, there's another talented guy that um, committed and, and I think signed elsewhere. But how do you think he goes about it this upcoming transfer cycle? Yeah, um, when, when you look at what we had last year, you look at what we got this year, um, I, you want to get some some rangy wing guys that you, you like to have as many. Here, here's the thing I'll, I'll, I'll go back to, what something Coach Nutt said. If you're not the bigger, taller athlete, you got to be elite at something. So if you're going to have a group of small guys, and, and we're pretty small when you go uh, Devo, Termon Mark, L, and Khalif, that's that's a pretty small lineup. Well, what are you elite at? You know, Mark's an elite scorer. Uh, you know, L, what, what, what can you be elite at? You know, Devo's an elite defender. So you, you got a couple things right there. But when you have six, seven guys, when you have Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh, Ricky, you can switch everything on defense. It just helps your. It helps defense. We get we get mismatched a little bit, and then it's a game in inches. So if you got a, a group of small guys, and then a, instead of a, a group of longer rangy guys, they're they're a little bit quicker to those loose balls. Yeah, and I think about like Taylor Lawson, who's at six eight. We know he's got a seven foot six wingspan, but Matt, he's given up I don't know 20, 30, 40 pounds every single night that he plays against an opposing center. Uh, and, and there's been nights where he has had some success defensively, but, I mean, you just get worn down to a certain degree. That's why you need – we always talk about the big hog mollies up front, guys that used to play with, with Sean Andrews, Jason Peters, and whatnot. Uh, you just have to have those guys, not just in football, but basketball too. I would expect him, when I see the amount of, again, big men, that don't have to be necessarily the most skilled, but you just got to have some bodies sometime. And I know that they, they went w- more with length and athleticism than actual size, but I think they're going to add one or two big men in the offseason, maybe three that have a little more beef on them than what they were able to this this calendar year. Yeah, it's hard to go out there and, and, and find those 6'9", 6'10 guys that are uber-skilled at this age. Yeah. Uh, you know, Auburn has one right now uh, that, that can make some move. Kansas has one right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay, I think Jalen Graham was supposed to be that guy for us. You know, you're looking at a six. He's super skilled, you know, and so the, you hope the progression goes that way. Absolutely. Go out. If you can go out and find anybody similar to a Jalen Graham, any, anything like that, I, I agree 100% with you. Jani Broom's one of the best players in college. And has really been uh, not talked about enough because of Dalton Connect, the Tennessee player, and then also uh, Antonio Reeves and Dillingham. I don't think that Broom has necessarily got his just due because Auburn – doesn't play him as much traditionally as some other players in college basketball with the way that uh, Pearl kind of cycles in, which you don't see necessarily more, but it's worked for Bruce Pearl and Auburn, Matt. Man, that's going to be a fun one tonight, Ty. I'm going to have to get my eyes on that one. Uh, you know, Kentucky is so athletic. Uh, they're, they're Kentucky. They're a blue blood. So they, they, you know, they have to feel like they can win any game. They go out there. They, they just got a, got past an Ole Miss team. Uh, they needed that victory. Because really, I mean, Bandy, that's just that's a dub for everybody. K- Kentucky hasn't been playing as well. Uh, now, Auburn went to Florida, and Florida's athletic. They run, they fast break, they get up and down the court, and, and that, they struggled with that. So I think Kentucky, if you can, they're going to try to make the game as fast as you can. I don't know if they can do it because I, I agree with you in saying the best home court right now in the SEC 
uh, best home court advantage is the Auburn Tigers. It's it's odd to say that, right? I mean, you're used to Auburn having that that home field advantage in uh, Jordan Air Stadium right. in a place that you used to play, but not with their basketball facility, which nowhere near was a home court advantage prior to Bruce Pearl getting back there. Well, you got a baseball update for us? I saw you turn Mike on over there. Yes, we uh, 13-5 now. Um, looking like, I think, top eight here. Cody Frank on the mound, two outs, so um, trying to wrap it up here. Getting, the, getting to the tail end, it sounds yep. like. I, it looks like from that, that small screen up from my vantage point that a few more fans have uh, dipped out of Baumwalker Stadium based on how uh, – on cold, it's uh, it's getting. But I have been impressed. You said it, Matt, earlier. Been impressed with the amount of yeah, nine thousand plus yesterday, ten thousand plus today. I don't know if that's sold or actual uh, people that have attended. But Arkansas baseball fans and really Arkansas fans in general, they always show out. Even in uh, I, it's not inclement weather. It's not rain or snowing, but it's it's not exactly warm there here in Fayetteville. Man, uh, Arkansas fans are the best in the country. There's no question about it. Uh, it's going to be warmer tomorrow. It's going to be sunshine and warmer tomorrow. I, I bet you there'll be another nine, ten thousand. It'd be a great day to go out there and root on the Hogs. Uh, the Hog fans travel. That, that's for sure. They they show up. Uh, rain, sleet, or snow. You got to love the Razorback Hog fans. Curious if we get an update about Jalen Graham and Keon Minifield's status for Tuesday night against Texas A&M. And again, Aggies have had a terrible week. They lose on the road to Vanderbilt by one and then just get whacked today in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. There is some other SEC basketball on today. We've got Arkansas baseball uh, still in action right now as they're up pretty big on James Madison. But if you're still wanting to watch some college basketball today, you can do so with SEC action. The big one coming up in about five minutes when Kentucky will travel to the jungle or at the jungle. Uh, Auburn's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite, Matt. Eight and a half. Does that seem high to you for Kentucky team that's that's ranked even going into a hostile environment? Yeah, eight and a half is uh, that's a, that's a little much. Um, but uh, Auburn's playing well right now. A and M. I don't know if A and M is a. Um, to me, they they don't really play basketball. I mean, they beat you up, and and I I think they've been found out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they're really an NCAA tournament team. Same with Mississippi State. I don't think Mississippi State's really a legitimate NCAA tournament team. They might get in. They, they're one of those last four ends. I think Kentucky is. I think Auburn is. Uh, eight and a half, uh, Ty, yeah, I'm just not I'm not good about all that. If I was saying who do I think is going to win, I think Auburn's going to win the, the game. I don't know by how much. Well, you brought up earlier, South Carolina's also had a bad week. They lose by one at home to LSU. Woo. At home to LSU in that one. That was not a game that uh, – I don't think the the Gamecocks expected to lose at all whatsoever. Fraudulent is what that what that's called. Fraudulent. Well, they go on the road. And, listen, Auburn. We as we spoke to earlier is one of the best home court teams the last three or four years. Not just in the SEC, but college basketball. But for South Carolina to lose a home matchup against LSU, it's a bad look for Lamont Paris, who's still probably the coach of the year at this point. But they've got to get back on track. Alabama still at the top of the SEC, and they are probably going to win the regular season title at ten and two. Uh, South Carolina and Auburn both at 9-3. and three. We'll see how Auburn fares later on again against Kentucky in about five minutes or so. But that's kind of the setup for the SEC at this point. So, Matt, you were speaking to teams that might just get in the NCAA tournament. You give me an, uh, a yes or no Final Four contention when I name the certainty. You think Alabama can contend for a Final Four? 
You know what, Tom? I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't seen it from him yet. I haven't seen enough. I do like Grant Nelson, but I have not watched them play enough. So I'll have to reserve. I have to reserve that. They don't. They just. They're like Kentucky. They don't play any defense, man. I don't know of how good their guards are. Yeah, you know? Sears is really good, yeah. but the other guys haven't really done it in like postseason plays. Yeah. You always. You know how you get to that point. It's one thing to do in the regular season. It's one thing to do it in in, in non conference play. But then you play these like elite mid-major and college guards that have been around the block for four or five they have years. A couple of them, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's and that's the difficulty for a team like Alabama, who added some great pieces out of the portal. But their chemistry, while it looks great now, again tournament time, it is a lot different at this point. We don't have football. It's kind of a bummer for until August. I know a lot of people are bummed out until that to that point. Does y'all's in? Does y'all's basketball? Do y'all still pay attention with Arkansas being what they are right now? Does your college basketball fandom go down in the NCAA tournament, or is it pretty much the same regardless of how Arkansas is playing? Yeah, no, I'm always paying attention to the Razorbacks. There's, there's no question about it. Uh, in March Madness, uh, always, always a good vibe there. I, you know, when when you're going down the list, I if I'll just give you three teams I really think could make the Final Four in the SEC. Okay, and and one might surprise you. Uh, Auburn and Tennessee, I think both those teams have the talent. They have the athletes. Uh, they have the guards. They have some inside. They, they got what they they got the proper pieces. My surprise team is Florida. I think Florida is a team that has a little depth in them that, that if they get hot, they have athletics. They have some wing guys. I think that's a team that can make a run. I don't think South Carolina, you saw LSU out athletic them tonight. You know, I just don't think South Carolina, they didn't shoot the three point three pointer. Well, today they, they, they got, they got found out a little bit. They, they, I mean, they're solid. Don't get me wrong. They, mm-hmm. they play a great brand, brand of basketball. Don't think they have the athletes to do it. Well, we'll have to, again, we'll wait and see. On March, they did put in the SEC tournament promo. Arkansas expected to play that Wednesday night of the SEC tournament. We'll see if they go one, uh, o, or if they just go 0 and over down there in Nashville, or if they're able to actually win a game and maybe uh, get another win or two down there at that point. So it's not as important, again, for what it usually is for Arkansas heading into the NCAA tournament because they're not going to have those expectations based on how they have played at this point in time. And I, I tend to agree with you about Mississippi State. They, they had A&M kind of play the same way. It's just offensive rebound, missed shots, play a lot of defense. It's not an exciting brand of basketball whatsoever, but uh, give them credit. They found kind of their niche, and they've uh, been successful. Chris Jans has done a good job in Starkville at this point. And Arkansas, whether it's Chris Jans or uh, Ben Howland, or I can't remember the coach prior to that, they have not had any success to Starkville to this point in time. And that wouldn't be a place, Matt, that you traditionally think you'd have a lot of difficulty winning, but last basically 10 years, you hadn't won a game there. Yeah. No, I mean, they're, they're, they're tough. They're just, um, I, it's, it's this, if we could figure it out, Ty, we would, uh, we wouldn't have to work ever again. It is hard to win on the road. And I don't know what the magic formula is, but you see it week in, week out, uh, it's 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 almost like winning a game and a half. Anytime you can win a game on the road, uh, you, you're really uh, taking a step up in the SEC. Well, we really appreciate Kevin and Ricky Cowan being a part of Hog Reaction all season long. They were part of some Arkansas game day coverage during football season, basketball coverage before you. So, again, if you need any health or life insurance need, go to kcinsuranceharrison.com. For more information, Matt Jones, the Wolf Woolwitson, I'm Ty Richardson. This is our final segment here 
on Hog Reaction. And again, we really appreciate you joining us on ESPN Arkansas and hitthatline.com. Uh, baseball game is all but done. Is it? Is it concluded, Will? Uh, didn't know if it was. It is. Complete. It is over. It is Hogs, over. Hogs win 15-5. Uh, Vahiva Aloy walks, walks it off, I guess, if you want to call it that, uh, to run rule James Madison in eight innings. Oh, you take that at, at, at that point. And uh, sometimes when you're getting blown out, Matt, it's uh, <laughs> the merciful term to a certain extent. Uh, it, it's good for baseball-wise just to conclude a game. And I guess today was probably the probably in the best interest of both parties for the game to just end an inning early or half an inning early in this case. Yeah, it's a marathon, you know, not a sprint. It's so cold out there right now. Uh, you know, make sure everybody's healthy. No reason uh, to, you know, to hurt yourself. Uh, you, you, to, you Run it back tomorrow. We're, we're playing one tomorrow and Monday. So there's going to be uh, plenty of baseball to go around. As far as far as the basketball team tie, I'm um, I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm I'm, I'm optimistic going forward. Uh, I think they they can play well against A and I mean, you get blown out by 29 on Valentine's Day against Tennessee, map, and you had no idea what team was going to walk into the right. home in yeah. Starkville today, yeah. and you saw a team at, that really shut out Mississippi State's best player, Tolo, Tolo Smith, and I know that. Uh, yeah, the uh, Hubbard hit some shot, but he goes six for eighteen. So I know he hit that big he three late. Yeah, yeah, he kept. Yeah. And Arkansas played pretty good defense on him. So the two best players for state uh, did not shoot the basketball well. Tolu Smith only got up six shots during the course of that game. Ended up in single digits, and then Hubbard again thirty three percent from the field. So you did your job defensively. Your offense just failed you. And I, I just, it's so. Yeah, let me. We've talked about this. So Muzz always talks about these NBA sets and identities and a lot of stuff they run, but you don't have NBA really talent on this team. And I think that's, again, an aspect of this. You can run NBA sets when you have Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh, Nick Smith, like last year, and Ricky Council, who we're seeing. Then two years ago, you can do it with guys like Stanley and Moody. I know J.D. Note is not an NBA player, but he's a professional basketball player in some capacity. And then you had Moses Moody and Jalen. Uh, this team does just not have... I don't know if it's worthy for me to say it's going to sniff an NBA roster, but there's no one that you're sold on that will play basketball at the next level, but you're still, again, it looks like running some NBA stuff in these different well, offenses stuff. You know, this is back-to-back years where your so-called best player gets hurt, and so you're kind of changing things on the fly. I think last year when the season started, it was going to be run through Nick Smith. Uh, I think this year, to an extent, it was supposed to be run through Trevin Brazil. Uh, and, and what they're doing now is is it seems like the last... I don't know, and, and I go back and, and keeps calling his 24th uh, birthday, but it seems like they're running it through uh, Mitchell right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, man, he, he, makes the, he makes a basketball play. I, I've been really uh, impressed with uh, his, his last string of games. Uh, I, I'd like to see Blocker getting on the floor a little bit more. I think he could have helped in that rebound situation. Landon plays bigger than what he is. Um, Devo, you know, hitting two big threes for us. You, you think Davenport? I love Davenport's shot, man. I really do. Over three, he he hits one of those. It's just a different game. Uh, Khalif battles so much better when he plays downhill, like he did tonight. I thought he was dominant at times, uh, but over four from three. You know, you you keep thinking one of those is going to fall. Um, and, and L as well. I mean, three of seventeen, just not good enough. Uh, got to got to make more basketball plays. Yeah, and I, again, I think they're going to keep feeding Makai Mitchell. But you mentioned something we really hadn't gotten to at this point. Uh, Trevin Brazil, uh, not playing again today. Uh, I I keep asking the question: Are we going to see him the rest of the no. way? 
And I hear you during halftime. You've you don't think he's going to play a, a single second? As soon as you, as soon as he missed five games, is this his fifth game in a row? As soon I think as, it might be six, Matt. Because what happens at this time of the year, you just you're going to lose a step. You you don't really come back healthy. You don't come back sharp. We saw it last year with Nick Smith, uh, is a guy that's super talented, just as good as basketball players as there is. Never caught back up with the guys that were going in motion. I think it's really tough when you when you miss this many games in a row this late in the season if he comes back uh first of all he has to go through what uh, you have to practice some coaches won't let you back until you go through a full practice so i don't know how it goes but you you want him to be healthy and happy there could be a a, a scenario where he's an arkansas razorback next year i i wonder for him going through that and i I, again i'm not in those i'm not in that locker room matt there's going to be turnover well you made a great point earlier that every single front court player is out of eligibility no chandler lawson no jalen graham and no makai mitchell next year not because they choose to come back but they're not going to they're not going to come back because they can't they they are legitimately out of ncaa eligibility and i wonder for guys like trevin or you mentioned layden blocker some of these guys that will have the opportunity to come back if they choose to do so and then on the other side matt do the coaching does the coaching staff, including Musk, want them back for another year, or is he just going to go full out 13, 15 new dudes next year? Well, I think Bay Falls a guy uh, that, that, that in the front court that uh, you, you see him a little bit. I'd like to see him on the floor a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm a blocker fan too. I think he's going to be back uh, being in that guard. You got to get. I mean, you, you you want some stretch guys that can shoot a little bit. Uh, Bay's going to be a defensive force. I think you have that if you can if you can catch him up basketball wise, get his basketball awareness, his basketball IQ, being in the right spots, being being comfortable. I think you'll see him blossom a little bit next year. I hope year. so. I he's a guy like what six ten six eleven that has some shooting ability. Yeah, if he can figure out that pick and roll, you can. Yeah. Act, he's more athletic. Where with Mitchell, you can't really lob it to the rim. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can play through him, but with Bay, I think you would be able to lob things more to the rim, and then even if you go and miss it he's following and getting that offensive board Mitchell a lot of times comes down he finishes but he's mm-hmm. he, it's it's like very much on the floor and stuff like that and Lawson's a below the rim yeah, player below too. the rim yeah. player at, at, at this point in time so again there's so many things that ha- will happen in the the next month or so with this basketball team uh post in post excuse me post SEC tournament and how Eric Musselman decides to shake some things out to this point will be uh will be interesting to do. So hopefully when we do some postseason baseball shows, we aren't in this similar situation because I know uh, that, again, a three-conference win team hasn't been the most fun to to watch or talk about to this point. But, again, they showed some resolve. They showed that they are not done. And maybe they can, again, sweep A&M for the season series come Tuesday night. It's another quick turnaround, man. Uh, Wednesday night, you played late at 8 o'clock against Tennessee. You played an early game at 1 against Mississippi State. And now you play an early road game Tuesday night at 6 in College Station. So really, uh, you think about the time in between games, uh, SEC did not do you any favors there. Hey, th- let's go Let's go back and get the, wash this taste out of your mouth. That's that's right. I was I was really impressed with how hard the Hogs fought after uh, taking it on the chin at home to a really good Tennessee team. Uh, I thought we matched up well. Uh, we, we played A&M already. We, we, we've, we know what they're going to do. Uh, we, we know what they're, what they're about. They, the A&M knows their identity. Uh, we know what they're going to, who they're going to run. Th- they're two offensive guys who they're going to run the, the game through. Um, let's go get it. Let's go out there and play, have fun. Um, who, whoever's healthy, who's ever available. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a good, a good, good by these guys that you had a couple guys get hurt. 
Next man up. Next man up. Yep. And that's a good way to look at it. Uh, again, don't know about Jalen Graham's status. Don't know about Keon Minifield's status. Uh, hopefully we'll get an update that prior to the game come Tuesday night. Well, that's going to do it for us here on Hog Reaction, presented by our friends at Casey Insurance Partners. If you missed any of the show and you want to go back and listen, our uh, Hog Reaction podcast will be up shortly on the Hit That Line podcast network on hitthatline.com and also wherever you listen to podcasts. So for former Razorback basketball player and quarterback Matt Jones, for Will the Wolf Woodson, I'm Ty Richardson. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll be back talking hogs in these chairs at 6 a.m. Monday morning. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.